This is Kim Paris Gunter, and this is the Silent Women's Club podcast for Monday, March 6th, 2023. Ooh, it's been a long time since I've done an episode of the Silent Women's Club podcast, but I am back and I am happy to be here. I haven't spoke to you, posted, or created in this medium since 2021. And I have to tell you, a lot has changed since 2021, including, if you noticed, my name. My name is my original birth name, Kim Paris Gunter, and I am so happy to have reclaimed it. A lot changed as to why I had to reclaim my name, but let's just say I am happy to be who I really am, which is Kim Paris Gunter. And as Kim Paris Gunter, I am happy to be here to talk to you again, to reestablish the Silent Women's Club podcast. I have been thinking about coming on talking, sharing, but I have to tell you, I've had a bit of writer's block and that may sound really crazy to mention writer's block on a podcast, but it's all connected for me. When I am able to freely write, I am able to freely express myself through my words. And that includes my spoken words, my audio, my audible. And when my Um, written was shut down for circumstances, some of which were beyond my control and some of which were my reaction to those other circumstances. It just really shut me down completely to the point that I lost my voice. And if we're anything at the Silent Women's Club, we are about expressing our voice. And if we have to sit in silence, It is on purpose. It is by our own choosing, not by choices made for us, by circumstances. And so I, um, but, but let me just say before I move on, I do recognize and I just experienced myself that there are times that circumstances silence us because we need to take some time to reflect. We need to take some time internally to really think about and understand what we're feeling. And sometimes that is our expression. Silence is our expression. There's um, an expression that came up a couple years ago with the um, police killing of George Floyd, as well as the killing of Breonna Taylor and the um, non-police related killing of Ahmaud Arbery back in 2020. And all of those things reminded me of the protests that were going on at the time. And one of the things that you may have seen in a sign said, silence is violence. And I thought about that statement for this podcast, for this community, this silent women's club community. And it made me think about our name. And whether our name was still valid, should our name be the Silent Women's Club? Should we still exist? And while I kept podcasting and writing 
I myself was going through physical, emotional, financial um, circumstances that were, I didn't know it at the time, but they were slowly silencing me, silencing my audio, my audible voice here on this podcast slowly, but they were silencing my emotional voice. They were silencing my um, written voice. And I didn't know it at the time. But that statement, silence is violence, really struck me because in thinking about us and this podcast, I thought about how silence is our refuge when you're women like us or people like us. When you've lost a child, no matter the circumstances, and certainly in 2020, we were confronted as a nation. And I dare say as mothers with seeing the life snuffed out of George Floyd so violently and carelessly. And I mean that with no care for his life. The only grace in his death as he called out for his mother was that his mother had already preceded him in death. But I, at times, watched that video. And as I watched it, there was nothing I could say. I moaned. I groaned. The tears fell down my face. But my voice was silent. And then I saw the sign, silence is violence. And while I understand where that sign and that sentiment that that saying comes from it comes from a place of purposeful silence and not getting in the fight purposeful silence of not speaking up on behalf of the oppressed on behalf of the murdered on behalf of the killed on behalf of the hurting and the disadvantaged I thought for us Silence is not violence, necessarily. Silence is refuge at times. Silence is comfort at times. Silence is the only thing we have to hold on to at times. Silence can be powerful. As you all know, I'm a Christian and I'm reminded as we're in the Lenten season of the silence of Jesus Christ at his own trial when he simply stopped talking. And his silence spoke volumes because we know that silence speaks, right? You know how many times Your silence was your voice, your cry, your tears. So silence is not always violence. Sometimes silence is refuge. I pause because the reason I came back to this podcast, which remains dear 
in my heart and near in my heart. The reason I came back today, March 6, 2023, is because a curious thing happened this morning that I wasn't ready for. I will tell you that February 5th, 2023 would have been my Daniel's 21st birthday. But as you know, any of you who have followed me know that Daniel's birthday was also the date of his death. And so 21 years ago, I gave birth to and lost Daniel. Right after, and and, and the, the hospital where I delivered Daniel did some very traumatic things to me. Pretty soon, and I mean minutes, after delivering him, and when I delivered him, his heart was still beating. I had gone into premature labor at 20 weeks. So within minutes of delivering him and realizing I'd never see the color of his eyes, I'd never hear his cry, I'd never change his diaper. But I did take a moment to kiss his forehead, my baby, my angel. Within minutes of that, a nurse came in and asked me if I wanted to donate his body for research because I had to make that decision very quickly. (laughs) That was highly insensitive. And at that moment, I had no words. I was silent. It was at that moment um, that the doctor came in and the doctor spoke to me and I was not pleased with anything that happened to me in those moments. That medical group of OBGYNs, um, I wasn't pleased with their care for me. I had to go back for follow-up. And while sitting in the waiting room, I was sitting there around very pregnant women and I was miserable. And I vowed I'd never go back to that practice again. So I started seeing another doctor 21 years ago. And he has been my doctor. He did uh, perform surgery um, to remove the fibroids, which were the leading cause of me having lost Daniel. He removed them successfully and saved my uterus. And I treated with him for years. He was the doctor who told me that it was likely I'd never be able to carry a child and I would likely never have my own biological children, which is in fact what has happened to me. But for 21 years, I continue to treat with this doctor. I am now over 50. And I don't have to go in annually anymore. And as you all know, pap smears aren't required annually. Um, I believe that's for women of a certain age. And so for my 56th birthday this year, 
I like to make sure I'm healthy as well as happy on my birthday. So for this year, for my birthday, I promised myself that I would do all of the medical stuff that I need to do to make sure I am healthy. Somehow, I did not call when I had planned to call to schedule my gynecological exam, but I did this morning. And when I called, I was told that this doctor had retired. He was no longer with the practice. And they told me that they tried, they would have sent me a letter, but in addition to my name change, I also had a change of address. So my, if they sent me information, I didn't receive it because it probably went to my former address and it was under my former name. And therefore, and while I have forwarding on my mail, I've been in this location over a year and forwarding doesn't really last that long. So I did not receive it. Um, To my knowledge, if I did receive it, mail that comes to me with my former name, I tend to throw in the trash. So I um, believe that I would have opened that coming from the health system. But in any event, this morning, I was confronted with the fact that a provider that I've treated with for 21 years, a provider who helped me through a very, very hard time, who has guided me through my fertility issues, who has given me advice and has been comforting to me. When I wrote Sunshine and Daniel, he is quoted, he's quoted, but not by his actual name in the book. I asked him information to help me write the book. 21 years has been my doctor. And then they told me because he's no longer practicing, I would become a new patient with a new doctor and they don't take new patients right now. I've been with this practice for 21 years. And I am now on a waiting list. I got so upset, I started crying. And I tried to pull myself together quickly. And so I called my primary care physician and I asked the office to give me recommendations for a new gynecologist. They gave me the name of two practices and one of them, I believe, because I don't exactly recall the name of the practice that I was with when I lost Daniel, but one of them, I believe, is that practice. And there's only one way for me to find out for sure, and that is to call them and um, probably to go into the office. But the thing is that I know when I step foot in that office, it's going to bring back everything and frankly, That devastated me this morning. And it made me miss my baby so, so, so much. My precious Daniel. 
would be 21 years old right now. So today I am struggling with my emotions. And I wanted to come and talk to you because I know someone's going to hear this and you're going to understand how I feel. You'll understand why silence isn't violence and why there are times when we're talking, we pause. And there are times when we just don't know what to say. There are times when we just don't have the words to express what we're feeling or thinking. And there are times when we just have no words. I'm here to tell you that I don't have a whole lot of days like today. but I'm having today. I want to be able to see my Daniel graduate from college. I want to see him get his first real job. I want to help him set up his first home. That's all his. I shared with my sister what happened and um, I called her while I was still crying and uh, she said what I couldn't articulate and what I didn't realize and understand why I was crying so hard and she said it's like it's another death essentially that's what she said It's like I'm losing Daniel all over again. And it is. I wish I had called a couple weeks ago. I wish that I had seen the doctor before he retired. I wish that I had continued the forwarding on my, uh, you know, my, my, my um, address change. I wish I had opened the, there's so many things that I am saying to myself internally that I am the cause for why I'm feeling this way. And isn't that what we do? We always blame ourselves. We blame ourselves for our child's death. And no matter what happened, the fact is we blame ourselves. And I'm here to tell you, mom, mom, no matter where you are in this process, no matter how many years ago it was, no matter if it was yesterday or 21 years ago, like for me today, or 50 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 months. We never have the ability to free ourselves from these times. And sure, I know some women who have never had these kind of emotions. I don't know a lot of them. I know many more who feel like I do. And that's why the Silent Women's Club is here. 
I don't know if anybody will listen to this podcast, but I hope you do. And I hope this helps you because I've got things I have to do today and I'm going to go do them. And I may have tears in my eyes throughout the day and people may think I look a little strange, but no, I don't look strange. I look like Daniel's mother because that's who I am and I am proud to be his weeping mother today I am proud to be his still standing mother today and I am proud to be his mother who is full of grace and love for him for myself and for you I wish you blessings today. Go out and be the wonderful woman, the mother that you are. Blessings.